Keep standing and reach for your Bibles, please. Joshua 24, verse 15. So Joshua comes after Deuteronomy, I think. Yep. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. I'll read it once, and then we'll read it together. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's, let's go in concert. And... You may be seated. when it comes to technology. I can't even turn the switch on. I'll tell you. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Orville and Edward. I haven't seen him and his family, his wife and kids. They've grown, and, and I, I really thank you for your prayers. Your prayers. I need them. We all need them. But, uh, you know, I'll do the best I can. state that uh, uh, this is the truth. I use my Texas King James Version. And, and, and this is the truth as far as I'm concerned. And the greater light, my life today, this little beat up, it's beautiful. My wife used to say, Eddie, you got to get a new one. I said, no. I says, I have No, part, but I put it back together. Uh, yeah, someday, you know, we'll get new bodies, new bodies, new name, new name. Somebody asked me about my name today, Nimitz. Like, what is it? I says, well, oh, I guess it's Austrian or Russian, whatever. But I'm gonna get a new name. I told him, I'm gonna get a new name, and I'm gonna have eternal life and I'm going to be with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit and with all my brothers and sisters throughout the world 
Yeah, I, I had a, a, Frank called me up and asked me if I wanted to speak. I, I like to speak, but I wasn't sure, and I told him, I says, uh, I said, Frank, put a sermon in your back pocket just in case I can't make it. But something drove me on, and my daughter says, Eddie, go. I said, Dad, go. And so I thought I had, you know, a sermon picked out, but but I changed it today, this morning. So, you know, that's what came to me. And uh, unlike what we read, uh, my uh, my title is uh, the. Victory by the cross, and and my uh, scripture verse is First Corinthians, First Corinthians fifteen, chapter fifteen, verse fifty-seven, and uh, here it is. This is one of my wife's favorites, and it says here. Fifty-one. Uh, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. That right, In the moment of an eye, at trump, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible, put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the same. It is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Yes, old oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting, the sting of death is sin. Strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore, my beloved brethren and sisters, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Good morning again. Happy Sabbath to you all. It's been a long time since I've gone to church. You know, it was hard. But um, I'm back. Thank you, Jesus. You know, yeah. Grace, grace to you and, and peace from our God, the Father, and Lord Jesus, Savior, Redeemer, everything. Amen. That's who he is. Victory is the act of overcoming an enemy in battle. To defeat one's enemy or opponent, our warfare is spiritual. It is Satan versus God. But not only that, brothers and sisters, we're involved in the battle too. We are in 
you know, as real as any combat. And in real combat, combat people will die. The difference being, in this combat with Satan, if you follow him, you will die forever. If you follow Jesus, our captain, you will live. That is measures with God in I think about that all the time. I don't know about you folks, but I try to wrap my brain around that, and it's impossible. I'll let Jesus tell me through all eternity all about it. You know what I mean? I can't wait to sit down with him, my wife, my brother, so many others that I know of that have, they're resting, resting. Rita Vital, a good friend of mine, she says, I'll be taking a short nap, Eddie, soon. And that's, it's going to be, you know, you know, you, you go into the grave, and you know nothing, and then the next thing you know is seeing. There has been epic warfare, you know, throughout the 6,000 years, not, not millions, not billions, 6,000 years. Spirit of Prophecy tells us 6,000 years, right? It's been a terrible, terrible battle since Cain killed his brother Abel, right? Battle after battle. Fall of Babylon, the fall of Jerusalem, which uh, in the great controversy, I read that. I'll never forget reading that. Uh, what, a, what a terrible thing that was. But he says that is because of unbelief unbelief. People chose to worship pagan gods. The city would never have been token, taken, uh, Spirit Prophecy says, never would have been taken if they had been faithful, faithful to their Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Then we've had the wars throughout the great civil war of this country. There's been many countries after Particularly, particularly against brother in actuality. West brother against brother, father against son, son against father. It was terrible. They say maybe 800,000 men, Americans, had died. I think it's a lot higher than that, personally. I've done some research on it, but no matter, it's the most Americans that have ever died. And, uh, you know, we'll be celebrating Memorial Day, and I'm thankful to those soldiers that fought. My father and five other, six other of my uncles fought in World War II, the, the worst, most terrible battle, but it was a battle so that men could be free, and the end of tyranny and evil. And I am thankful for that. But I'm thankful that I never had a kill in battle. I'm very thankful for that. And so, you know, Memorial Day will, you know, honor those. And yet, you know, there's still room, wars and rumors of wars. There's murder, theft, greed. Murder is a, a you know, a daily, daily occurrence in this country and all over, huh? 
Reminds me of the days of Noah, you know. Immorality of all times, all kinds. Drunkenness, illegalness, homosexuality. And this battle is a battle of good versus evil and involves every man, woman, and child. You have no choice in the matter. No choice in the matter whatsoever. You are part of this battle, and but we seek eternal victory. For we are in the biggest battle of our, of our lives. All have been wounded, I say wounded, because every man, woman, and child is wounded by the effects of sin. And we are involved from the womb to the grave. I've painted a terrible picture, really, when you think about it, huh? A terrible picture of what's uh, existing in our world today. I am personally sick and tired of this world the way it is. Personally. I have had it. I'm sick and tired of going to wakes, going to funerals. Not just my wife, but everybody else. I am sick and tired. I've had it up to here. I want to go home so bad I can taste it. I want Jesus to come yesterday. That's what I want. But he tells me, Eddie, you, you've got to go out there. I come when I come. The signs are there in prophecy. We know these things. But he says, you've got a work to do. And that's when I ask Jesus to give me more faith. Give me more faith, Lord. Help me that maybe I can do some good with what time I have left. Because we never know, right? We never know. That next moment, next day, could be our last day. I hope that I die in Christ and that I'm good with him. That's what my wife kept saying to me. Yeah, I, I painted a, a terrible picture. You know what? What soldier would want to go to war with no hope of surviving? No one. But I'm here to tell you that there is a way to eternal victory. And that way is through Jesus Christ. Amen. That way is through Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians we read, But thanks be to God, which giveth us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is the only way for eternal victory. The only way, I can tell you, brothers and sisters. For the Bible says we have a mediator, mediator in Christ Jesus. And only by his sacrifice at Calvary may we gain eternal life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I like that. I like that expression. And I studied about, you know, about, you know, crucifixion. And in the back of the great controversy, it has a, you know, expose on what crucifixion was really like. It was probably the worst invention of capital punishment that man has ever desired. But Satan, I'm sure you know, had, had given this to, to mankind. And it was uh, to exact the most pain, most suffering of a soul hanging on a cross or a stake or whatever they did. And usually they took the victim and they beat him like they did Jesus. They beat him with a flagellum 
with bits of steel or whatever, stones. And, and that's what they did to the people, and they hung them up. Sometimes they didn't put nails in. They would just tie them up. And they would stay there for sometimes like days, days, suffering. And our Jesus went through that. He went through that, but he went through that to save us. And he bore the whole weight of the whole world. The whole weight of the whole world. Only he could have done it. And he went there, and I remember in Matthew, he says, Lord, if you take this cup away, you know, but he said, thine will be, be my will. He went. He drank the last of the cup, the last of the bitterness to the very dregs of the cup of humanity for you and me. Amen. Amen. So I am here to tell you today, there is a way through eternal victory, and that's with Jesus. It's the only way, like I said again. And, and because of the plan of redemption, which was worked out before the foundation of the world, mankind would have another chance. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? And all the while, Jesus healed and loved and healed and loved. That's what Jesus did. I asked Jesus many, many times to heal loved ones, my wife. She died. But I'm not blaming Jesus. I'm not. That's what the devil would like. He would like me to point the finger at him. He would like that. But I point the finger at Satan. That is the being who is responsible for this world of sin and death. Amen? Not Jesus. So, I am to remain faithful and true Amen. if I want to see my wife again. Yep, yeah, and that's why Satan hates us. We have a chance. We have a chance. He doesn't have a chance. He's headed to the lake of fire. I thank God the Father and God the Son for that other chance. I thank him for a way out of this terrible struggle that we're in. Terrible. Jesus, our commander and king, has never lost a battle. And he has won the greatest test of all at Calvary. Amen. In my life today, this little book, I don't know if you can see it, it is a mess, but it's beautiful. Beautiful in my estimation. Page, this is my life today, uh, page 217. And it says here, God makes me perfect in every good work. Now the God of peace that brought again the dead, the, from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. We will be judged in our works. What we have done with what Jesus has given us. Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory and every, forever and ever. Amen. 
The religion of Jesus Christ means something more than talk. <laughs> huh? Huh? Talk is cheap, isn't it? Righteousness of Christ consists of right actions and good works from pure, unselfish motives. Christ came to do his Father's will. Are we following his steps? All who have named the name of Christ should be constantly seeking for a more intimate acquaintance with him that they may walk even as he walked and do the works of Christ. I've heard people say that, that works don't count, huh? What does that just said, huh? It says they do count. To be like Jesus means to do the things that Jesus did. Amen. It's just that easy. We're to be good soldiers of Jesus, and we must fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And, and we do that with the Bible and with his church and with spirit of prophecy. That is us. When we walk in the light given us obeying these truths, we will receive greater light. The whole mind and soul should be imbued with the truth that you may be a living representation of Christ. A living representation of Christ. God calls for Caleb's and Joshua's. Fearless, single-hearted men who will work with faith and courage. These prophetic truths have been passed down through these countless centuries. The prophecies that have come true bringing us to the end of time to where we stand in prophecy, to where America is speaking like the dragon. Huh? Country started out with lamb-like, you know, beasts with lamb-like horns. Now, now our country is speaking like the dragon. And God's church is still here, amen. Huh? God's church, in a little church, big church, mediocre church. God's church is still here. One true remnant church of God. Amen. The Seventh-day Adventist church. The only church that believes in all the commandments. All the commandments. The church that has the spirit of prophecy. I, I, I was going to talk about baptism because um, this young lady here was saying that she's studying for baptism. Some, I, I, I don't know who she is, but... And then there's a young man here who's, who's coming, you know. Don't put it off too long, brother. I studied with a woman for a year, at least. And it was very difficult. Yeah, Vivian Petron, she's a beautiful person. She went, she went to her death in Christ. I can say that, amen. And it wasn't all me, it was others. Others helped out, you know? Because I studied with her for a year. And she was difficult. Oh, was she difficult. And uh, Linda Martin asked me if I would study with her and, and Brooks, you know. Brooks is gone, too. And, yeah, a wonderful man. And uh, so I said, no, no, I don't want to do that, you know, with the woman. And so she says, I'll drive you there, you know, because she worked for Linda. So I said, okay, all right. Well, she was in a wheelchair. She had MS. and But she went to work, you know, and she did the best she could. So I don't know the Bible. I don't know. I'll never know the Bible. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I says, well, let's just try, you know. And so I studied with her. Next thing I know, she had all these papers sticking in her Bible, you know, 
all these little markers, like the whole Bible. She says, that's how I find things in the Bible. I said, oh, okay, whatever works, Vivian. Well, this went on for a long time, a year. I was exasperated, to put it mildly. I really was. I was tired. You know, she had become combative, and, you know, her language wasn't so good either, and whatever. And so finally, I, I saw her one day, and, and she's in her wheelchair, and she's feeling poorly, you know. And I says, Vivian, why don't you give your heart to Christ? Get baptized. Join the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Not for me, but for yourself. And she goes, ah, don't tell me about this and that. I go, well, I'm telling you, I was a hard case. Who was harder than me? I said, what kind of a church you got? You got a woman running it. Huh? But that woman now, I believe, to be prophet, the prophet. I studied her, though. I studied it. I did. So she's sitting there grumbling and everything. I says, and I looked, and I go, I says, Vivian, what do you have to lose? Huh? You're in a wheelchair. Your MS is getting bad. You feel terrible. This and that and that. I, I laid it on the line to her. I says, what do you got to lose? I, I, I went to Linda. I says, she needs someone else, you know. So another person took over, Judy Coe, I think. And, you know, Vivian Petrin got baptized in the faith. I am so happy and to, to just play a little part in that, you know. And I, like I said, like, what do you got to lose? I said, you'll live forever. You won't be able to in a wheelchair. You'll be healthy, and you'll be with Jesus, okay? So, next time Jesus comes, she'll be raised in Christ, amen. We should, well, I, well, I said I was a hard case, I was. My wife, she wanted me to join a church, any church, hoping to do some good for me, I guess, you know? I was brought up rough and hard and tough, and I'll tell you, I mean, I loved her with all my heart and everything, but um, uh, poor woman at times, you know? But see, Jesus looked down, and he saw this poor guy, Eddie, and he says, he needs a good woman. <laughs> that poor boy, he needs someone good. And so he gave me Franny and my three kids. And I'm so happy for that. But she wanted to get baptized, and so we went to the Catholic Church. We went to the Protestant Church. We went to every place, you know. And uh, I, I didn't like anything. I was trying, but not really that much. And she was trying, but not that much. And then my old friend, Rita Vida, calls me up. I was here in 1968 with Rita when you were dedicated this church. I was about 18 or whatever. And so she says, uh, uh, Eddie, she never gave up on me, you know. Oh, but Fran and the kids, Eddie, and la, 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 you know. And I'm going, oh, wow. So, I says, well, have a pastor come over if he wants to, you know. So Pastor Roddy was the pastor at South Windsor. Uh, uh, poor guy. Uh, so, so I said, yeah, he'll come here a couple of times, then he'll leave. You know, I'll just be whatever, you know, 
my lovable self. So, so, so he came, and Fran was so happy, and this and that. I'm going, oh, well, I don't know. Well, he came, and he's yapping, and you know, he came another time, and and other other pastors had tried too, O.J. Mills and some other ones, you know. And so he started talking about forgiveness of sins. And that kind of got my attention. You know, the tenor went up. I go, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Pastor. What do you mean this forgiveness of sin? What's this? Huh? He says, if you join the church, you get baptized, then all your sins will be forgiven. My mind is racing. I go, that many? That's impossible. He goes, no, it isn't. I says, you're not giving me no whatever, are you, brother? You know, I said, you're telling me to straight? And he goes, I'm telling you right now, you get baptized, and all your sins will be forgiven, thrown into the sea, never to be remembered more anymore. I go, sign me up. I want this. Because I had a burden in my heart. I mean, I was a tough guy, but man, my heart was breaking. My heart was breaking bad, you know? Oh, I was trying to drown it out or whatever. But you can't do that, because you can't run away from yourself, can you? I couldn't. I tried, and I couldn't do that. We got baptized November 10th, 1990. My wife and I together in South Windsor, and my children followed suit. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, amen. And she was so happy and everything. And I was, I was pretty happy too, yeah. But, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, Jesus is good. You know, he is so good. He knew what I needed and my family. And he delivered for me and them. And we should live righteously, though, and responsibly. And look for the blessed hope and the appearing of our Savior Jesus who gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity. All iniquity, like I said, all the sins. And purify unto themselves a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Amen. And the true object of life with eternal consequences is reverence to God, ministry, and service, as I said before, to our fellow man and woman. We are our brothers and sisters keepers. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I would, I would like a phone call. And I know Orville said that you were praying for us, and I thank him and the church so much. But you know that a phone call is nice, too. You know what I mean? And a visit. They are nice, right? Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's the love of Christ, to visit. And, and, you know, and we shouldn't have to get down on our knees and, and beg. I'm just saying that, you know. That should come automatically because we are brothers and sisters of God's church, his church. I mean, if we can't do it here, how will we be able to do it there? Huh? It won't happen. You'll never make it through the gates. This service to our fellow man and woman connects us and binds us to God himself, right? 
We are our brother's keeper, as I said before, and we are saved to serve. There is a great work to be done in this world today. There is. And the fields of endeavor can bring thousands of miles to far countries. The Lord knows we need missionaries in far lands, but for the majority of us who spend our lives here, you know, in the towns and cities, you know, there is still a great work to be done right here. Let us attend to our families, our wives, husbands, children, grandparents, and our parents. And charity does begin at home. And I said again, fervent charity in, in uh, First Peter. I like this verse too, because it says fervent charity shall cover a multitude of sins, amen. Let our works for Christ go to the communities in which we live. Let us study the word of God prayerfully, asking what he wants us to do, then go out and do it. Whatever work we do, let us do it heartily as to Jesus himself, as he said in Matthew, right? When you do it to the naked, to the poor, to the starving, to the sick. He says, it's as you do it to me. Amen. Amen. Life has many opportunities. It does for us to preach Christ crucified, to do good for people, to help the poor, downtrodden, the broken heart of the sick. Let us watch and be ready. Watch is mentioned 61 times in the King James Version, 10 times watcheth. I guess there's something to the word watch. Let us watch and be ready. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming soon. He is. I feel it in my heart. I want to go home soon. I do. I can't take it anymore, like I said. And we should do the very work that our master did before us. Go forth and seek those who are lost. The inner lamp of our soul must be trimmed and burning. And we should tell the world about Jesus. Tell about Jesus. There is a way out. Christ has committed the word of the gospel to men and women in order to advance the interests of his kingdom on earth and to train his servants. Let us use these talents that he's given us. We know the parable of the talents. And I won't go into it, but we know how that two of the people had used the talents wisely, right? And, and they will enter into Christ. And the other servant was, didn't do anything. He won't be there. And don't worry that, I was always worried that, that I didn't do enough, you know, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I know time is, is important, but, you know, just keep praying and, and God will lead someone or whatever into your life or, you know, that you can help, even a, a word or, or whatever. Uh, I support a child. You have that here, Frank, right? You support a child still? I've done that for like 25 years with, uh, um, you know, uh, children, international children, uh, whatever. And uh, I, I've, I've uh, you know, done it steadily and consistently, and that's the way you got to do it. You know, throwing a dollar here or $10 there, it doesn't do it. It's got to be sustained, sustained, you know, and to help that person. I told this story before, and I'm so, I'm so happy this little girl in Kenya, Matanyo Daniels, we got her when she was just five, four or five years old. We had her for over 20 years, right? Her and her family, right? 
And so she got married. We sent her to school. And I never saw her, but things were happening, you know. And so she would write and say, oh, Mr. Eddie, I'm praying for you and your family that the Lord will bless you and keep you. And here she has nothing. I have everything. And she's praying for me, huh? Break your heart. So she gets married. She has a child. She writes me a letter. I have this letter. I'll never get rid of it. She says, I had a baby boy, and I named him Edward after you. So I have a child in Africa. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. 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 Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, okay. And we're only responsible for the talents that God has given us. And working with Jesus, what an incredible honor it really is. I wish that I was brought up a Seventh-day Adventist. I do. I really do. My life would have been a lot better, but... You know, um, I dealt with, I, I'm dealing with the hand that was dealt, but, you know, thank God that I'm in, in the fold now. You know, I'm one of his, his, and we are co-laborers with him. And when we reflect the character of Christ, we will feel as he does toward those in need. And through us, he will be able to help others. The best evidence of a person has, has become a son or daughter of God is that he does the work of God. We will have the changed character that I spoke of before. And what we do in this life affects our eternal life. So let us work for the Lord with all our strength. Let your light shine. In Matthew 5, 14 and 16, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle put under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. There are millions upon millions of of souls that are ready to perish in this world, billions, through ignorance and sin. Souls who have never heard of Christ's great love for them. As we know, when, when, the, when the word of God is published throughout the world, then the end comes, right, Matthew? And doing good will never go out of style. The windows of heaven are open to the soul who does good, and doing good comes peace. And the soul is filled with happiness Physical, mental, moral strength will increase because we have an active relationship with our Father and Jesus. In my life today, again, it says, I love this book, as I said before, however short our service or humble our work, however short our service or humble our work, if in simple faith we follow Christ, we shall not be disappointed of the reward. Think of what Jesus is offering to those who love him, keep his commandments. In my estimation, if one had everything in this world has to offer, it is nothing in comparison to what Jesus is going to give the redeemed. The things of this world will peril in comparison. The holy city, I love it. You know, I was in construction my whole life. And, and, I, and I love to think about, you know, how big it is, mansions he's making, you know. And we used to talk about that. Yeah, in 7A, that's a commentary, 7A by Ellen White. It says here, what, what a song that will be when the ransom of the Lord meet at the gate of the holy city, which is thrown back on its glittering hinges and nations that have kept his word. His commandments enter into the city. 
The crown of the overcome is placed upon their heads, and golden harps are placed in their hands. All heaven is filled with rich music, with songs of praise to the Lamb. Saved, saved, everlastingly saved. Keep your eye on the prize, Paul said, right? Keep your eye on the prize. To have a life that measures with God is a reward. Brothers and sisters, I say to you, Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. Let us watch and be ready. Let us prepare our hearts and minds to not only meet our Savior, but to do good to all we meet. Clothe the naked, feed the poor, take care of the old. Let us have a kind word for all. Be comforted, comfort to one another. Love one another as Jesus has loved us. In loving one another as Jesus loved the world, we will be ready for heaven. Amen. Let us read the parting words in Matthew, where he's always with us. Jesus is coming. We can see prophecy unfolding before our very eyes. Nothing, I say, nothing can stop this. In Isaiah 25, 9, we read, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Let us fight the good fight of faith. Claim your prize. If you got trouble, go to Jesus. There is someone who cares. There is always someone watching. There is someone who will comfort with all the love of the universe. No matter what your problem is, Jesus is there. Go to him. There is someone who loves you with an everlasting love. When your heart is breaking, like mine and many others, when your heart is breaking, when you're sick and depressed in pain and you can't go on, look to Jesus, the lover of your soul. I will always love Jesus. Go to the only wise God, the Savior, the Word, the sinless one, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Christ, the mighty God, King eternal, Master. That's his name. That's his name, the teacher, the good shepherd, son of the highest, Michael, bishop of our soul, majesty of heaven. That is his name. For you see, Jesus is the world's savior. Jesus is your savior, and Jesus is my savior. Amen.